Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to breakfast and the class. Also, uh, Sports Radio WFAN. Um, my friends, uh, we have a beautiful parasha here. Uh, and sometimes during the holidays, the parashiyot, they don't get the proper love and attention because they get uh, almost sidetracked uh, by everything else that's going on. So we have an opportunity this, uh, this day to take a little uh, a gander at uh, some beautiful lines in Ha'azinu. But today's breakfast and class is dedicated in loving memory of Sabicha Sagman, Lulu Nishmat Sabicha Bat Lulu, on her 12 months, sponsored by her children. Also dedicated in loving memory of Isaac Marcus, Lulu Nishmat, Yishak Ben Sophia, sponsored by his grandson Isaac Beta. Dedicated in loving memory of Mrs. Lily Safra, Lulu Nishmat Leah Bat Chana, her philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. And as well, dedicated in loving memory of Sinai Tur Chosh, uh, sponsored by her grandson Ben Chakshur and the week of Kobru, sponsored by David E. Ash, uh, in honor of you and your substantial capacity to good today and every day. My friends, I want to read you a beautiful line uh, in Ha'azinu. The Pasuk says, Shichet lo, lo banav mumam, dor ikesh uftaltol. Shichet lo, is corruption his? Lo, it is not. Banav Mumam, his children, uh, with his children is the, uh, is the blemish. Dor Sometimes a person looks at uh, the life that they live and they wonder what's going on, where's God, how come this is not being solved, how come I don't have enough money, how come I don't have enough kavod, how come I don't have enough power, how come I don't have enough space, how come, how come, how come, how come, how come. And each one of these questions, it presents effectively uh, a damning in, uh, uh, indictment of Borei Olam. Think about it. The questions we ask are searing indictments of God. What we're saying when we're not happy with life is, God, you got it wrong. That's not the words that come out of our mouths, but that's the interpretation of the question itself. Asking that question presupposes that this is not how it should be. I should not be going through this. I deserve more. What's going on? Says the Pasuk, Shichet lo. What, you're presenting it as if God, he messed this one up, Mechila, right? Lo, banav mumam. The, the, uh, the mistake, the blemish is with us in the things that we've done. Am naval, dor ikesh a stubborn generation, uptaltol, uh, which is twisted. What, you want to you blame this on him? Am naval velo chacham. What kind, of, what kind of thing is this? Where's your wisdom? Now, I'm going to use that wisdom as a keyword to jump a, 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 a way, way further in Ha'azinu. Lu chachmu yaskilu zot. If they were smart, yaskilu zot, they would understand this. Yavinu la'acharitam. They would have a, uh, a bina, uh, a wisdom la'acharitam uh, to their end. Now, I want to point out, there are two words that we are using here for, the, for wisdom. One word is the word chokhmah, and one word is the word bina. What is the difference between the wisdom that we're referring to and the bina that we're, refer, that we're referring to? What is the difference fundamentally between chokhmah and bina? They're both words for wisdom. Chokhmah is the stockpiling of information, the things that you need to know in order to be a wise person. Bina is not that. Bina is classically lehavin davar mitoch davar to understand the thing 
from within a thing. What that means is that the end game, the end bit of wisdom is not something that I learned. But I learned something which taught me in turn, using my bina, my intuition, I learned something new. That's the concept of yavinu. Yavinu le'acharitam. They will learn something from something. So the pasuk that begins by telling us, don't blame God, blame yourself, that idea asks us, am chacham, am naval, velo chacham, a people, uh, naval, who is uh, um, <clears throat> a people who can sometimes be vile and unwise. What does it mean to be wise? It means to understand something from something. So I want to try and talk a little bit about what this means using the perspective of the Torah, the seeing something from something of uh, of If they were wise, they would understand this. They would They'd be able to intuit what's happening to them in their end. Only uh, before uh, Yom Kippur, I got a phone call. And the phone call said, Rabbi, please, when you're praying on the holiday, we need you to pray for our father that he should become better. He just collapsed, unfortunately, uh, and we don't know what's going to be. Please could they say Tehillim for our dad in Yom Kippur in the synagogue. So we added his name and we prayed for him in the Beit Knesset, amongst many other synagogues in the community. On yesterday, I got a phone call from the son to say, thank you, Rabbi, we're so appreciative for all your prayers. You don't know, we experienced a miracle. Beautiful, a miracle. What's the miracle? Father was collapsed, unfortunately. Baruch Hashem, he's now woken up. I said, well, tell me what happened. They said he was coming out of the synagogue. He walked outside, he looked a little bit unwell. All of a sudden, someone was walking in the shul. They see him walking towards, out in the lobby, and he just literally collapsed, immediately lost pulse, lost consciousness uh, on the floor. Gone. Out. Out. No. They ran, they, someone runs into the synagogue, they call Hatzalah, and they bring out the defibrillators, and they shocked him, I think it was four or five times, till they were able to bring him back and get a pulse. Hatzalah was there in under one minute, and they met, or something like that, and they managed to get him quickly to the hospital. And initially, they, were thought, they thought they would never, they wouldn't uh, see him ever again. And then slowly but surely, Baruch Hashem, until yesterday, they brought him out of sedation, they took out the tubes, etc., etc., and, and he woke up, right? My friends, you look at this and you say, wow, a miracle. But there's something else maybe that you're not aware of. You see the defibrillating, the defibrillating panels that they used on this man when he was literally dead were the, def- the panels, the defibrillator, that had been donated to the synagogue by this man for the community. So you look at something sometimes and we say, wow, it's a miracle. You, you, lost, you lost the plot. There's no luchachem uyeskiluzot. You'd understand this. Yavinu le'acharitam. They'd understand their end. They'd get it. You see, because in the end of the day, in the same way as ignoring God, we ignoring God, 
Sometimes, even when we bring God into the picture, we're ignoring God. What does that mean? What does that? Un- what do you mean? I'm talking about Hashem. Said it's a miracle. You're missing the point. There are people who all the time, everything is Hashem. And that is true, 100%, everything is Hashem. But if a person is thinking to themselves, that you know what, God randomly does miracles. The idea of why I get treated, has nothing to do with anything. I could be the worst person in the world, God could do a miracle. I could be the best person in the world, God could do a miracle. Is that true? It is true. But be smart. Learn something from something. Understand when you look throughout history that Borei Olam, he brings reward to people for doing the right things. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what does he do in order to do this? Please don't make amen if you're hearing this at home. Baruch my friends, God, what He does with Shamayim Va'aretz is He makes them part of the plan, part of the story. He weaves heaven and earth, Parnassah, health. He weaves the sun, the moon, the stars, the mazalot. He weaves kavod. He weaves children, education, all the wonderful things that make up our world. They are woven intricately into and intimately into the story of our actions. A person who is ignoring Biracha's correlation with mitzvot is ignoring the very fundamental purpose of this world in the first place. Hashem, 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 great. Hashem without action is an abomination. Again, I need, to, I need you to understand that. You've now created a, re- a relationship with God where what I have done in my life has no bearing on the world and I can call Him God without ever serving Him. The Pasuk says, Im av'ani, God says, some of you call me dad. then. Where is my honor? Im adonim ani, and if I am your master. morai, where is my fear? Where is the awe? Where's the respect? God asks us to follow the, ten, the tenets of this book. If a person could talk about God all the time and miss out on the book, that's not a relationship. Imagine telling someone, I love you, you're wonderful, I just don't want to have anything to do with you. But isn't that what people are doing when they're talking about their deep spirituality, how connected they are with God? But don't talk to me about mitzvot, I'm not into the religious stuff. The religious stuff is the relationship. You know how I know? Because he told us. So many people try to love in a way that they would imagine the other person wants to be loved. But that always fails. Go try and buy your wife for your anniversary, you know, uh, the car that you wanted. Go try and do that. And let me know how the divorce proceedings go. You understand? It doesn't work that way. You have to love someone the way... So thankfully, God is the most amazing lover and partner in life. Because who is lucky enough to be told exactly how they want their spouse wants them to be loved? Could you imagine how easy would our job be if our spouses told us exactly what they actually needed and wanted from us? It would be so easy, right? 
And God, He tells us in a nuanced way everything that He wants. So what happens in this world? Listen to the heavens, right? Listen to the earth. Both the earth and heaven should listen to God's covenant, but so too should we listen and notice and pay attention to the way that they are reacting to our behaviors. Now, once a person starts to see that, then their behavioral pattern changes. You know, you might be very, very angry with people, but walk into the room where your boss is, who you really want to get a raise from, what happens to your mood all of a sudden? Like, like that. Like that, right? So you're really mad, you're nasty, you're telling your kids, ah, you go away, you leave out the coffee, you walk into the work, you know, you're getting that raise, your boss walks in, you're like, good morning, sir. We have a word for that. Psychotic. <laughs> right? A person whose emotions, right, are, that's, that's psych, that's literally, okay? So how do we do that? The answer is, when we know the price of our actions, of our attitude, we can't help ourselves but get back in line. Because I know that if I do this, what's going to happen? I remember the first time I saw uh, the Nintendo Wii. You guys remember that? I asked to win the, the reward the, for the all-time uh, dumbest name suggested by a company for a product. I just don't know how they didn't do research and find out that hundreds of millions of people will think that their device is the same name as urine. I'm just trying to think why that they thought that was a good idea. You'd think that someone in research and development would have, you know, would have sourced that. They would have figured that out before they named the product such a one. Could you imagine? You know, and now, from Microsoft, poop. What, right? why, would, why would anyone not find that out before they named the product? Either way, the point, I remember the first time seeing it. There's a little bar you put on top of the TV, and then you have the control. Do you guys remember? And then with the control in your hand, you go like this. And what's happening on the screen? You're going like this. You're boxing. Every punch you throw, the fighter that you have, he's throwing those punches. And I just thought to myself, wow, this is the first time you actually can get to see how actions that you're doing here are mirrored, interpreted, and, uh, and, and shown back to you but to the exact measurement of what it is that you are doing. Now, it was then that I realized that I had seen this before. It was called a mirror. But the point is, at that moment, I realized that there was something that you could, there's an input and then an output, which actually was a direct interpretation and correlation to what you had done and what you had put in. Look at the heavens and earth. See reward and punishment. See what happens to the Jews when we don't listen. Watch, notice, study, become a student of history, both national and personal. And then you'll start to realize that that's what's actually happening. And listen, because I think that this is remarkable. Do you ever pull up in a gas station and you look up and there's two pumps? One pump is diesel. One pump is gas. You know, I know, we all know, that if you put diesel in a gas car... What happens? Destroy the car. It's not just that it doesn't drive. What happens? It needs, you need to suck out all the diesel. It actually costs like 1000 or $2,000 to, 
to have them get all the diesel out of your engine because it will ruin the car. So if you turn on the car and drive, you'll, you'll tank your car. You have to actually, now that you realize a mistake, get it all, suck it all out of the system. It's an expensive process. You don't have your car during the duration of the process. Same thing the other way around. You put gas in a diesel car, right? You got to suck it all out. You got to pay the fine effectively in order for the car to work again. My friends, we have two pumps. One pump pumps mitzvot. One pump pumps averot. The averot pump destroys the engine, destroys our lives. But you know what sometimes? You're not paying attention. You're sitting there. It's early in the morning. Pump, 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 pump. Oh, no! That recognition, that realization. The earth, the world, our lives, it runs on fuel. And who's fueling our lives and the outcomes of, uh, of our stories of our days? We are. And you have two options. You can choose the right fuel or the wrong fuel. But ultimately, it is you who will fuel the good story that you're hoping for your life or the bad story that you kind of wish you didn't. If only If you were smart, you'd realize that when you do acts of chesed for other people and you purchase life-saving equipment for the synagogue and for the community, who gets to use that equipment? You get to use that equipment. They use it to save your life. You think you're giving tzedakah to someone else? That tzedakah is coming to you. Now, there's a crazy thing. There's a crazy thing called the 401k. What's a 401k? That's adjusted for, uh, for inflation. But 401k is, is, when you put, is when you put money into something that will be there for you when you're older. Fortunately, now we're calling it a 401KO. But, um, that, you know, this, they're not, it's not it's just completely right. But it was called a 401K where you put the money away and it will be there for you when you're older. Of course, somebody, some people here are over the age of 65. So it was there for them when they were younger. But 401K, okay, that's the idea. And I was thinking to myself the other day, guy goes up to the sefer, What's a, a Syrian number is? 101. And I thought, wow, there's a 101K. Everybody here is putting money away in the 401K. What are we doing with our mitzvah? We're putting money away in the 101K. We're putting money that will be there for us later in Olam Abba. We're putting zikhut that will be there for us when we're not well when we need to tap into Borei Olam. Of course, by the way, Rabotai, you fadal, you're more than welcome. The 501K also works. The 1,001K, however much you're capable of giving, it also works. Every penny, uh, every penny works. But the idea that when I'm giving money to chesed, to tzedakah, is not that I kept 90 and I gave 10. In many ways, it's the opposite. What I gave is what I kept. And what I spent is what I wasted, is what I gave away. We're giving away our 90%. We're spending it on things that will not come back. But the 10%, my friends, that's there forever. Forever and ever. That fuels the goodness in our life. The mitzvot that we grab, that changes heaven and earth. It changes the fabric of our reality. It's not just that God says, Okay, rain, go for it. Rain now. You know, winter storm, terrible weather, financial markets crash, 
Go. God doesn't need to have that level of commandment. He built it into the system that he designed that at a certain point, there's no fuel in the market because we've been using the other fuel. And not only is there no fuel to power it forward, it's got so much uh, a negative thing in its innards that it needs to first be sucked out before, you know, before it can actually start to work healthily again. Our relationships, our health, the berachot that we look for uh, each and every day, our peace of mind, Yankees winning, etc. There's so many different things that need to be, that need to be put in, right? Uh, at the end of the day, birogez, uh, rahim to score. Hashem should remember, Hashem should remember uh, all the wonderful things that we did and give us all that, all that birachat that's literally waiting latent energy in, uh, in the world, in the world around us. If we are smart, then yaskilu, we would understand. Yavinu la'acharitam, we'll put in a little thought to what's coming, what's coming next. I'll end with this, uh, the, what's it called? The, the story of the, uh, of the altar from Navardic, one of the great giants in Musar. And someone once asked him, how did you become this person who literally affected a generation of, uh, of, of, of Jews to be thinking about the way that they lived? And he related a story um, where uh, he was walking once, he was running, at the time he was a person who was working you know, all day long, and he met a great rabbi of Israel Salanter. And at the time, if I'm remembering the exact details of the story, the story is not as important as the, as the punchline. But listen to what happened, listen to what made him a great rabbi. He's running to work, and as he's running to work, the rabbi sees him, he says, where are you going? He says, Rabbi, he says, he says, I gotta go, I gotta run. What do you gotta run for? You're not gonna study, you're not gonna learn, you're not gonna do acts of kindness, you're not gonna do you know, acts of spirituality. He says, Rabbi, he says, I got, I, a person's gotta make a living. You know, I gotta have what to live from. I gotta have what to live from. And Rabbi Salanta looked at him and he says, um, well, do you have what to die? Do you have what to die with? You know, uh, you, you gotta make a living, but also what will there be left for you at the end, when you, have you thought about putting away for that time, for the world to come, for, for, for later on in life? He was so struck by this piece of Musar that he actually decided that he's going to dedicate his whole life. Now, I don't think everyone uh, needs to or can do this in their, own, in their own world. Maybe lots of people have lots of different things and paths in life. But this idea, Yavinu la'akharitam, to think for the future to think at that later stage. How many parents will come and cry about the fact that their children are dating someone who's not Jewish, their children are marrying someone who's not Jewish, they're going majnun, they're crying about it, they're so upset about it. And you know what their children say? Dad, I don't understand. Our whole life you told me, don't be involved, we're not into this nonsense, we're not doing shul, that's for religious people, we're not doing this, we don't keep the holidays, Shabbat, da, 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 da. they met someone in school, they told them, don't start getting religious. The whole life they, they invested them with this. And now what happens? Now the kid learned the lesson. And he learned the lesson really well. And now he's throwing it all away. And now you're coming to cry that you want Jewish grandchildren. Lu chachemu yaskilu zot yavinu la'acharitam they would think about how this is going to play out. How is this going to play out in the end? What an unbelievable lesson uh, from Ha'azinu uh, for each and every one of us. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.